Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Ty, do you remember the 21st night of September? Mm, I do. That is tonight. It's a wonderful night. Today we are reviewing a wonderful <laughs> film, a film that's not necessarily brand new, but a film that deserves a bunch of buzz right now. That is the film Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Now, if you're unfamiliar, this is an A24 film. It is a... It originated from a YouTube short between Jenny Slate and the directors whose name I don't know. Off Dean Fisher Camp. Dean Fisher Camp. Flesher Camp. Flesher Camp. Flesher. 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 Um, it released however long ago as a Sundance film. Then it released in theaters like limited release. Um, and then now it's on streaming voodoo. You got to buy it. But it, it's a great film. It's worth the money. I'm giving away too much maybe right now in the intro. But um, this is a movie Riley really wanted to watch. I watched it. And then I told you. I said, hey, we got to watch this and review it. So there you go. It's been out since July. July 22nd. Yep. Then hit streaming September 6th. Yep. And on the 21st night of September. We will talk about it. I can't wait. 60% in the show. of the time, it works every time. Don Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Marcel, a one-inch-tall shell, lives with his grandmother, Connie, the only residents of their town after their neighbor's uh, sudden, mysterious disappearance. When discovered by a guest amongst the clutter of... Neighbors? It was his family. Sorry, continue. When discovered by a guest amongst the clutter of his Airbnb, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans and a new hope of reuniting with his long-lost family. That's a terrible synopsis. I'll say the trailer wasn't a great trailer either. I'll say it. A little misleading. I thought, so I'll be honest, heading into this film, I thought it was going to be like an adventure movie, Mm -hmm. like going on a journey to find his family. Not going to lie, I was a little turned off by that. I was like, it's going to be like a generic adventure whatever movie. And instead, it was like a a, a mockumentary pretty much. Literally, that's what it was. And it was very contained. And we'll break it down in the score. But 
I was very happy that the trailer didn't really match my expectations or the, the film didn't match my expectations from the trailer. Yeah, this is a very self-contained movie. This felt um, you could tell it was something that somebody started as a side project type thing. Yeah, because it's just shot in the house. There's one scene that takes place outside the house and that's it. Well, they did have a stop mo- uh, stop motion like stage set and everything. Like, I know there was more intricacies to it than... Well, for the film, yeah, but I'm assuming for the YouTube uh, oh, yeah. shorts, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And obviously, sure. they, you know, stepped it up for the film. Um, very self-contained, very much a mockumentary, just kind of following Marcel. Um, obviously, events play out, yep. and, and it works very well, uh, but not an adventure across the country to find his family. That's how I have to ask you, as a 5'2 man yourself, would you call Marcel a short king? Um... I, I think he's perfectly average height. So he's not a short king? You're nope. not going to call him nope. king for being... He's not what you fellow he's, short people say? He's an What's average up, short king. king? Uh, one inch. One inch is enough inches. <laughs> he's a one inch tall shell. That's plenty of inches. Five two, right? <sighs> no. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, like I mentioned, this was a movie Riley was very excited for. I think she's a Jenny Slate fan. And I don't really know how else she found out about this it was probably tiktok let's be honest yeah. um but it's currently sitting with a 99 on rotten tomatoes 91 percent of google users like this movie eight out of ten imdb and i know we're not an oscar season tie but like can a movie like this compete in the oscars it's very unique but a24 being the distributor feel like gives it a little bit more uh attention than it normally would yeah a24 obviously is like a well-known studio for these kind of films yeah um i i don't know if it will but i'll be goddamned if it isn't deserving <laughs> tell me why i look up best picture just to look who won last year was it coda last year yeah coda doesn't feel like no. an oscar movie no yes i think it was coda no yeah it, it was coda bro was it yeah they it won over uh power of the dog was the favorite yeah coda won Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's, well, they have the I'm new... So, I'm so glad Power of the Dog... I'm, like, re-celebrating <laughs> Power of the Dog losing that right now. Well, they have they have the new ranking system, which is what a lot of people theorized why Coda won, because before, I'm pretty sure you would just vote for, like, your favorite or whatever. I don't know how they did it, but now it's, like, you rank the nine nominees, like, one through nine, and the theory was... I don't know, like, if people saw the ballots or anything, but the theory was Power of the Dog, you either loved it or you hated it, so you either put it like one or you put it nine, whereas Coda, it's like, okay, that's going to be in everyone's top three. You yeah. know what I mean? Fuck yeah. So, um, Let's see, if Coda can win, I think Marcella Show with shoes on can win. Ty, that's fair. I'm not going to discredit that. This is a wonderful, beautiful film. Um, again, Jenny Slate and Dean Flesher Camp. Were you aware, Jason, uh, doing a little bit of research for this film, that Jenny Slate was on SNL and her first episode said "fuck"? No. Yeah. No, I wasn't. It's pretty funny. Now, I'm, I'm on this article. <laughs> Again, we're months out from the Oscars, about six months out, five. And it's they're just bringing up possible Oscar movies. Um, they have them breaking down into some categories. Mm. They have long shots. Um, none of these movies I've heard of. I've heard of The Whale, but besides that, I don't think Nope is on the long shots. They have Possible with films like uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which that comes out soon doesn't it yeah i know we have a hole in our schedule so we got to figure that out um elvis is another movie i know you've heard of we didn't review it on the pod um almost there you have the likes of avatar the way of water uh black panther wakanda forever 
um, some other movies I haven't heard of. Likely. So they're likely favorites. Excuse me. <clears throat> they have films such as Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inisherin, The Fablemans, and Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Fuck yes. Ty, if Top Gun Maverick wins the Oscar for Best Picture, are you calling out of work the next day because you're too hungover? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to celebrate. I may end up getting a tattoo. That'd be fucking awesome. Now, hold, when is do they have the Academy Awards for 2023? Do they have the date? Um, March 12, 2023. How perfect would it be <laughs> March if, 12th? if your child was born the night Top Gun Maverick? Fucking awesome. The due date's two days after that. <laughs> That would that would be an easier. I was like, oh, I need an easy date to remember because at first it was three three twenty three three fourteen. If it's just the day Top Gun won Best Picture, that'll be so. I'm like, oh yeah, it was fucking <laughs> March twelfth. Oh, that's fucking funny. That's great. That's like uh, like ten years from now, my kid's gonna come home from school. Like, oh, are we not doing a party or anything? I'm just gonna be on the couch watching Top Gun. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. Every year you watch it on that day. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's fucking funny, Ty. That's awesome. Oh, um, I forgot where I was going with this, but... Best picture. Oh, yeah. I was mostly just excited <laughs> for you, that Top Gun Maverick. Um, Marcel, the show, she was on, not on that list, though. Oh. So, I, I don't know. I mean, we still have, like I said, a lot of time. I don't think Top Gun Maverick's going to fucking win. I could see you getting nominated, but... I'll, I think Top Gun Maverick's my highest score on the year. Mm, so, you're giving away a little... Uh... Up until this point, Jay, obviously, I haven't given this score yet. Gotcha. It may or may not still be after this. This article ranks Top Gun Maverick on Variety 6th. So that'd be a nominee at the very least. But it also ranked Coda pretty low. So, Yeah. I mean, like legitimately, if you put this movie in the conversation, who says no? Who says this isn't a good film? Me. Don't mind. Um, the Fablemans is considered the favorite right now, which just sounds like the lamest movie I've ever heard. The the description is a semi-autobiography based on Spielberg's own childhood growing up in post-war Arizona from age 7 to 18. What war? Post-World War II era Arizona. Spielberg was a kid in post-World War II? I mean, he, he's he's fucking old. Yeah. I thought he was like 60. I don't know if I don't know if you know that he was born in 1946. I don't know if you know this. I'm I'm pretty sure like we can say we grew up in post, like post World War II era. Everything's I guess in posted. the grand scheme of things, yeah. But I grew up in the. Just uh, who cares about post World War II fucking Arizona? What was going on there? Post nine eleven era California. Yeah, you did. That's just. I've had to live with that. Yeah, this just feels. <laughs> this just feels like a very much like I'm gonna jerk myself off for two and a half hours. Uh, maybe it's good. Feels real snobby though. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking at these other films, and I don't. None of them sound good. But we got a lot. Pause. Of looks like Seth Rogen's in this film. I'm back in. In the Fablemans. That's what it looks like. When does this film come out? It's probably not until like. It's already came out. No. 2022, coming of age. Oh no, September 10th. Tiff. Whatever TIFF is, it came out. Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, November 11th, 2022, 11-11. It so. stars Michelle Williams, um, Gabriel LaBelle, I, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen. Okay. We'll probably end up watching that. Yeah. I'll make my decision then. Um, and then Glass Onion comes out 
When does that come out? Did you look that up? Uh, September. It's uh, November, actually. It just came out at another film festival, but it comes out wide released in the United States in November. But it says Netflix December 23rd, 2022. Uh, so is that November theaters? 2022 in theaters? So are we going to review it when it's in theaters or when it's on streaming? I'll be honest, this is a film I'm perfectly fine going to theaters for. Why are you so anti-theater, Ty? But I said I'm perfectly – like, I'm looking forward to this movie. Yeah, but that makes it seem like, oh, it's got to be a good movie to go to the theaters. Like, I'm not going Well, to no, it. but, like, obviously some we want to wait till it's easier for people to watch. This one, like, go to the fucking movies. This is going to be a good film. You know what I always seriously considered and it's going to disgust you? What? Going to go see Avatar, like, in on the big screen because they're re-showing it everywhere in theaters to get everyone that is gross i saw that and i laughed at the fact that i got interested and looked up tickets because i've never seen avatar so i was like might as and the commercials like see it how it was made to be seen 4k and i was like 4k didn't exist back then no that's not the way it was meant to be seen (laughs) i had no fucking clue then i think if you really want the full experience you have to suffer through a 3d screening they did say they're doing 3d screenings have you ever seen a movie in 3d in the theaters i think maybe like once i've just like such a fucking headache-inducing experience, I've got to imagine. I can't remember, but... It was Journey to the Center of the Earth. One That's or two, uh, I don't remember. One of them. Probably one. I don't know if two was that big. Yeah, The Rock. Yeah, but I think that was like the like knockoff sequel. It wasn't a good experience. I'm glad they stopped doing that. Do they yeah. still do 3D? I don't know. They used to have like the... At, like You never see like at-home 3D TVs anymore. That was like the big thing, and then everyone just realized, like, hey, this kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, Riley's uh, grandma Tina would always steal the 3D glasses from like Disneyland and stuff because oh. she had a 3D TV at home. You're just calling her out. Yeah. So on a crime <laughs> to one of the biggest corporations in the world. <laughs> hey, we got some stolen glasses here. We stole some Remy glasses for Riley when we rode the Remy ride. So come okay. at me, Disney. What the fuck is Disney gonna do? I don't know. We do talk about a lot of their films. I am going to Disney next. Uh, next Thursday. Actually, you walk through the gates and just get fucking tackled. Um, Ty, I know you were... We haven't even started talking about the movie. We're just doing our typical bullshitting before the movie. Yeah. I know you were looking for a film. Mm-hmm. Not for next week? Next week, we have uh, Don't bros, Worry, Darling. Right? Oh, no. And then the week after is Bros. Week after is Bros, I Do you believe. know when Bros comes out? What the date on that is? Bros comes out on... September 30th? I do have it right here in front of me. Just give me one second September to scroll 30th? up. It appears. Oh, that's Bro Mates. That's a different movie that feels like one of those. I'm in October, Jay. I'm in October. <sighs> September 30th. I just confirmed it. I was gonna say I we could always watch Hocus Pocus too. Oh, gross. No. If we need to fill in the week, I'll pass. Thank you though. You wanna watch Hocus Pocus too? I mean, we can. I just don't remotely care about that film. I've never seen Hocus Pocus one, and I'm willing to go out on a limb and say it sucks. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> it really isn't. Why do people? Like it so much, Ty. It's one of those cheesy, like, you watch it as a kid, and then maybe people like it because they're a kid when they're watching it. Oh, my God. 1993. That's old. I thought it was, like, 2003. No. How old are these fucking witches? Very old. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Very old women. Shit, talk my mom because my mom likes it, but she was 16 when this came out. So, okay, she was in her adolescence. Fair. Yeah. Wow. That's... And movie standards were just worse back then. So much lower. Like people we're spoiled, just, we're spoiled right now. I mean, you have movies like Drop Dead Fred that you know people consider it's a terrible film, childhood, yeah, and just awful. Like you can recommend it to someone, and then we watch it today, and it's what am I watching? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm watching. I'm watching a movie 
that's worth a 11 percent on rotten tomatoes 11 percent on rotten tomatoes only a 25 out of 100 <laughs> on our scale the ninth worst film we've reviewed 77 audience though so people liked it back then disgusting I don't think Marcel the Shell, which she was on, is going to get a 25 out of 100. Um, I think it's going to get much, much better than that. Let's talk um, about it. Yeah, let's get. You already read the synopsis. I was about to say, read the synopsis, but. Or he did. Marcel lives in a house, lost his family, documentary Airbnb host. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. All right, plot slash story. So this is interesting because, like I said, I I kind of expected like an adventure-esque movie, and I thought we were going to eventually get away from the mockumentary, and we never did. Um, and see, this is like when we do these scales. Like I love movies, and I feel like sometimes I try to elevate scores across the board just because I wanted to get a good score. But it's like I'm thinking about this plot, and it's like, okay, it's not super intricate. Like it's not like this intricate plot, Christopher Nolan – have you seen that trailer for the Christopher Nolan movie where it's just like the time counting down? Oppenheimer? And it's, yeah. I obviously don't know what that movie's about. Yeah. That little teaser trailer, so damn good. Get you going. I want to see that film. That's, I'm not even like a Christopher Nolan guy. Like, I don't dislike his work, yeah. but I'm not like a, oh, got to go see Christopher Nolan. But when that trailer plays, I've seen it like three times now. Each time I'm like, fuck. The guy knows how to make a movie. And then he knows how to bitch about it. During a global pandemic, not realizing there's bigger problems out there. Yeah. Because this movie got delayed. I respect it, though. <laughs> I do respect it. I've still never seen Tenet. Very good. It's... Fucks your three brain, but very good. You know what it is? To, like, what I've kind of been waiting for? It's like an airplane movie. I feel like that's no. a great movie to... No, that's a, that's a terrible comparison. Why? Yeah. That's just not... It's not good for an airplane. I feel like there's way like too be... much going on. You need to, like, actually be like... Yes, it keeps your mind off your, on an airplane. You're fucking focused. You're in it. No, because you're going to try and watch it, and there's going to be a kid three rows back that just won't stop fucking crying, and then the person behind you is going to be, like, have their knees in your seat. You're not going to know what's going on. You're just going to turn I it off. I never really had that happen. You know, I did fly first class last time. That's Okay, so it's a first class airplane <laughs> movie. If you're in first class in your peaceful luxury recliner... Um. But this isn't, like, an intricate story, but, like, I don't know. It's so simple, yet so effective, and it still mm. made me care yeah. a lot. Like, I cared way more about this imaginary shell. And they never explain, like, how he's alive. They don't need to. It's just never addressed, and that's perfectly accepted. And I feel like this is a little high. Stand by it. I gave it an 18. <laughs> Look, man, you're trying to justify this. You're trying to say, oh, this is so high. This is a mockumentary, and we've already established, like, if you're doing a mockumentary, it's there less needs to be done to make an effective story with this type of film. Yeah. We just talked about it with Honk for Jesus. We did. Yeah, we actually did. And I shit all over it because I felt like it was just a bad 
documentary landscape for the mockumentary. Mm-hmm. This is not the case at all. I also gave it an 18. <laughs> Ooh, it's tie, very tie. high. It's very high. It works so well, though, because like it's such a small scale thing, but it's it's a character exploration yeah. done very, very effectively. Yeah. And the relationship between Marcel and, is it Grandma Connie? Yeah. Connie? Nana, 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 Nana Connie? Connie. Um, the character expo- exploration between that and that relationship and everything, and the way it plays out, it's just, it works so fucking well. Pacing's great. You're in, you're out. It's not a very long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just exactly what this type of film needs out of a story. Yeah, man. It's you get the 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 payoff at the end. You just, I just, it's like I, I don't really know, and that's what's weird. It's like I don't know what to critique about it. I guess the what's keeping it from a twenty is the fact that it's not this like big old, um, you know, crazy story, whatever. But yeah. like, it's so effective in what it's doing. Um, and I just enjoyed it, man. Again, I didn't know what to expect. And you made a good point about the mockumentary. And I know I disagreed with you on honk for Jesus, save your soul. But, you know, it does, it, it, this feels as stupid as the premise is with the talking shell that they never explain. Like it feels real and it doesn't feel like where I guess you could critique honk for Jesus. Cause like I found all like the underlying things enjoyable, but it was kind of like overdone. You know what I mean? To like, it's kind of absurd if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. There's still like all the like satirical stuff was like over, like not realistic where it was like a mockumentary that was almost like mocking itself. I don't know. On I think that was the kind of point you were trying to make between th- honk for Jesus and this. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think like just this type of movie, like this is the best score it can get. Yeah. Like in order to go into the 19 and 20, like you have to be a story driven movie. That's not what this is. This is a movie that has the just the perfectly executed story for what they're trying to achieve with the relationships, the emotion, the comedy, and all of it. And it just works so, so fucking well. So well. So well. Yeah. It's oh, – I heard I – I didn't want to bring this up, but I guess I'll bring it up now. I heard that you cried twice in this. Um, You heard wrong, sir. Well, I cried on two separate occasions. Yes. So twice. No, I cried watching it Friday probably five to six times while watching it. And then cried watching it on Saturday. So did you watch this twice? I watched it on Friday. Said this is a fucking great movie. I started it. Victoria fell asleep. She said, I want to finish it. I said, okay, watch it again Saturday. Balled my fucking eyes out again Saturday morning. (laughs) What was Victoria's uh, feelings on this movie? So very well known, my wife is pregnant. Yes. Um (laughs) We just talked about how you're hoping your kid is born on the night. Top Gun Very well known. Best picture. <laughs> Pregnancy causes some hormones a little bit. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't think she stopped crying the entire <laughs> second half of the movie. <laughs> and God bless her. She loved the movie, but she was she was crying a lot, and uh, I, I was right there with her. But it was a constant stream. <laughs> uh, Riley's just a baby, so she cried a lot too. Um, pretty much the whole the whole second half, which is, I don't know. Riley crying makes me not cry, so. Oh, you're just like, look at you crying over there. It's I, I don't know what it is. No, this movie. I, I cry. Like, I teared up, but I didn't I didn't let it loose. Oh, I let it loose a couple of times. This movie just hits close to home with a couple of things. Like, it's, it's so, like, family values and shit and losing a loved one and, and yeah. you know, what loved ones care about and everything. Yeah. And it just, it fucking gets you, man. Well, any, you know, I think you have the same soft spot for, as Riley. You have a soft spot for, like, grandma deaths. 
Oh, maybe, yeah. Moana, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Riley, that's the most I've ever seen her cry in the theater was for Moana. She, like, audibly sobbed in, like, in the, like, <gasps> you know. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking emotional moment in that movie. Encanto, you loved? Yeah. was more trauma with her grandma, yeah. but. Still grandma related. I think we cracked the code, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> Might be onto something here. <laughs> uh, visual cinematography. So, this is a stop motion added vfx i think is what they did because like okay. i looked at some of like the stop motion like things and like it wasn't as clean and crisp as the final product so i think it was it was stop motion but i think they added a little touching up i could be wrong there but i think that's what they did they had to have um not a lot of humans in this like obviously the other main character that's a human is behind the camera the whole yeah. time and you don't really see if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they directly interact with each other. Like, they're sitting on chairs next to each other, but... They look at each other and, and talk. I mean, no one really directly doesn't, like, interacts. doesn't, pick them up, though, or anything. Yeah, no one ever does with Marcel. Yeah, so, again, this is a hard score to give because, like, you know, they're not, like, over-the-top VFX, which I... But there is some VFX. But stop motion is also very hard to do. So then you, you ask the question of, like... How many points do you give for a realistic-looking stop motion? Okay, but then how many points do you potentially take away because it's a very simple film in nature? But at the same time, it's simple on purpose because it's a mockumentary, and I thought the way they cut up the mockumentary was very good. Very good. I gave it a 17. <laughs> We're going fucking blow for blow here, 17. <laughs> um, no, 100%. I, I think the stop motion is done well, and obviously they touched it up, but it still gives that unique kind of look to it. Yep. Um, I, I think the documentary way they shot it and everything, there's still a lot of very, very pretty shots um, and, and well done cinematography moves. I mean, I cried maybe the most when it's just a camera pan out and you see him on the couch and heavy spoilers because this is not like an easy movie to watch. The rest of his family is there watching the 60 minutes episode with him. <laughs> just that fucking pull out. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew they were there, but yeah, I did not. I did not. And it got me. Um. <laughs> It's just done very well, and I think there's a lot of different shots. Him on the windowsill, how it's shot up as the mockumentary, um, done very, very well. I think I teared up the most was when uh, Grandma Connie made him cry and Marcel was crying or whatever when she yeah. pretty much tell him to do go do 60 Minutes. But even that, like the way that they show that is just a shot of like a, like a puddle on the floor yeah. and like water dripping down, and then it pans up. Like, that's good movie making. What do you think Mama Connie went? They never found her body. <laughs> she just she just disappeared. Think she is she still alive? And now she's just no, like she like full on force ghosted, it, dude. It's like Star Wars. <laughs> Did your dad watch this? I feel like your dad nah. would sob at this. I know your dad's like a secret sucker, secret softy. I should say maybe. I, I he has not watched it. No, I think you should recommend it to them. I've, I've recommended it to everyone. Um. Forgot the point I was going to make. Oh, and then that whole sequence of, like, you know, she's pretending to be uh, strong for him. And the mm -hmm. whole time you're, you're getting, like, the message. The audience is getting the message that the other character doesn't see, you know, of, like, all the stuff she's doing and everything. Just good filmmaking. and Them talking and the shot of the crayon to show the color yeah. back in her face and everything. Like, that's that's the kind of small stuff that works so, so, so well when you don't have a big budget film. And it's this kind of supposed to be small scale. Yeah, you're starting the emotion with the audience, you know, and then it kind of delivers the punch at the end when, the, like, the main character, you know, kind of figures out. So, yeah. <sighs> it was excellent filmmaking. I mean, 
it goes into the key elements because the filmmaking is kind of part of the key elements here. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't execute on the key elements in this film without great filmmaking. I guess some of it you could have like the comedy. You don't have to be a great filmmaker to be funny, but I thought this film was hilarious. I laughed a lot. <laughs> I cried a lot. Um, are we doing key elements here? Cause I'll rip, I'll rip it yeah, off the it. fucking 20. It's a 20. It's the easiest 20. I gave it a 20 as well. It's right there. <laughs> it's a 20. It is. It, it's just, I, what, what do I always say? Ty about movies. We say we do a, like our podcast about every movie. You what, say a lot of things. I literally did this last week, and you still couldn't answer. What do I say? I always love about movies. In a movie, um, I remember. I do remember you asking me this now, and I said I like title cards. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you just completely got selfish and thought of yourself. And again, that's where I'm landing. At. I don't remember what you like about movies. I like movies that can make me laugh and make me cry in the same film. You d- you did say that. If you could make me feel both ranges of emotion. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be like dumb Will Ferrell comedy. If it's just a heartwarming and it didn't maybe not even comedy, but just heartwarming. But I feel like even those heartwarming things are, they are comedic in a sense. You know what I mean? Cause you're just, you're loving it. You're, you're having a great time. You know, I think of Coda best picture winner that yeah. got an 87 for me. That movie made me cry a lot. That movie, made me feel really good and laugh and it was yeah. funny and you know the dad was hilarious i'm pretty sure he won an oscar for that as well he did this film hits it on the head marcel the character is fucking hilarious mm. the the just the the character they gave him and his personality and the way they, they delivered these lines and i don't know how much of it was written how much of it was improv you know maybe a mix of both i don't know i'm sure there probably was a lot of improv in this um just great and then obviously the emotion hammers home and like the overall just message of family and everything like hammers home and it's kind of simplistic themes and things but they fucking nail it and i love mitchell's versus the machines and it's kind of the same family dynamic so yeah it's aggressively wholesome yeah um, just the most wholesome film and it's super super organic yeah the comedy and the jokes and everything you feel like you're sitting around with friends laughing with the way that it's done uh, i think of the scene where the filmmaker is talking about how he got a divorce and it was mutual and, and Connie's all, Oh, it's, it's never mutual. I see that. Like giving him shit. Mm-hmm. So organic done yeah. so well, such a nice little chuckle. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of scenes like that with Marcel and them where they're just like kind of kind of giving each other wholesome shit. Yeah. And it just, it works so well and it's hilarious and you laugh and, and it's, it's hearty chuckles that help make this feel like such a good authentic film. To where 20 minutes in, you forget the fact that you're watching a shell with shoes on. <laughs> yeah. You forget because yeah. it's just so organic and natural and everything works so, so, so well. Yeah. It's the writing, everything. Very well done. Character moment I liked. That made me laugh a lot. I liked when uh, at the end his, they were interviewing his dad and he just completely zoned out. And yeah. was like, what? And that made me laugh because that's my father, literally. <laughs> he'll talk to my dad for minutes and then he'll be like, huh? Like, yeah. just just classic dad stereotype and it's just oh man it's wonderful i can't say enough about this film like you just got to go see it and i i know they never will and they probably shouldn't but they should make a sequel no i'm all in give me a 10 10 film series (laughs) it's so good yeah but what else like i would love it don't get me wrong maybe a show even give us a little show i don't care maybe take it back to our roots just a youtube uh youtube series Give Marcel a vlog. There we go. I'll fucking watch it. I'll subscribe. I don't. 
This is done very well. There's a lot of wholesome interaction throughout, which I, I guess kind of leads to the characters. Yeah. If we want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, characters. Oh, this feels weird. I'm, I don't usually enter. What'd like, you give uh, it, Ty? Introduce, yeah, what'd uh, you give categories. it? Look, man, the characters in this, again, it's a one-inch shell and then probably two? Two-inch shell? Connie's much taller. Would you say she was a whole double size of him? Yeah, I would argue at least. I would. I think maybe she's a two-and-a-half-inch shell. Okay. Um, th- those are the characters. And then there's <laughs> essentially a narrator. Yeah. And it's just the interaction between the three of them until the 60-minute crew shows up and you get Leslie. Yeah. Um, and all of that. Look, you're tough on voice acting. You uh, know, I would say she might even be three inches. <laughs> I'm just looking at stills yeah? right now. Yeah, I think you – are we sure Marcel's one inch? He might be. I don't know. He looks a little smaller than an inch. I guess no. I mean, I gotta. No, nah, he's probably an inch. He's an inch. She's probably a good three incher. I know what three just, inches looks like Ty. Wow. She's just massive compared to him. Yeah. Now is it's never is Marcel a child? I believe so. Yes. He's a baby shell, not a fully grown shell yet. I think he's probably like. 10? Adolescence? Yeah. Okay. He's like a better version of the kid from the Adam Project. Witty, but actually <laughs> funny and likable. <laughs> very different characters. <laughs> no, you, um, you've been known to be very tough on voice acting. Yeah. And you don't give it credit. Mm-hmm. Um, this, again, 20 minutes into this, you forget that you're watching a shell. Yeah. And that's yeah. because the the emotion and and the arc and the way that they communicate and talk with each other. I mean, again, you watch two shells and just a a voice basically from the narrator. Yeah. yeah. And it works so well and everything feels so organic. Um I gave it a 17. Okay. I think the performances are incredible. I think the voice acting is done so 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 well. That it makes you believe that these inanimate objects are not only people, but a people with a full range of emotion. Yeah. Now, just real quick, uh, you say I shit on yeah, voiceover work. Yeah. I think this film can qualify for best animated picture. Like, they have to prove that a certain – I was reading up on this. They have to prove a certain percent percentage is animated, and since they use stop motion, you know, obviously you have movies like – What's this? Wallace and Gromit? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a stop motion movie that's yeah. been animated. I think, I think Sean one. the Sheep movie might yep. have got animated because it was such a rough year. Um, but like just a tan. I guess we could circle back at the end. But this can be nominated for best animated picture. So okay. I'm just saying. Lots of live action in it. That could be something though. Anyways, um, yeah, I usually shit on voice acting. You're right, Ty. I usually kind of limit my score for this. That being said, I gave this a 19 out of 20. Mm. I think. A, the voice acting is fantastic. I think Jenny Slate does a, a wonderful job to the point where I was watching interviews of her, like, doing the Marcel voice, like, in person, just because I was like, wow. like it's so good. Like, if you found out how to do the Marcel voice, and you could just talk to me like Marcel, that'd be the greatest gift you can ever give me. I love that. <laughs> just, can you just call me every morning? Yeah. In Marcel's voice, Ty, whisper in my ear. I'll do some work. <laughs> I'll get a voice uh, voice coach. Um, No, I thought it was so fantastic and it brought the character to life but the reason i gave it such a high score is because you hit you mentioned earlier this is a a what did you say character something movie character driven film big you had a bigger word than that you had like a um, damn this guy took a film class kind character of exploration yeah i think that's what you okay. said yeah 
that's what this this film is. It's driven by Marcel and his relationship to Connie and his his yearning for family and just kind of his his willful ignorance and you know heartfelt nature. What what was the other word you said? It's um not heartfelt. You said it was organic. overly yeah. What was organic about it? Wholesome, wholesome, the yeah. wholesome nature. Look, like you could have still executed some of these things and not got a nineteen out of twenty, but I thought they executed pretty much perfectly. I would actually say perfectly, and the only thing that's giving not getting it a twenty is there isn't an Oscar winning performance, quote, quote unquote. But I think for what this movie had to do with the character, and this is more so just the way the character is written and the way the relationship it, it pans out and it feels so weird to say because it's so simple, but that, like you said, makes it so organic and feels so real. And just like, you don't, you know, dog's purpose makes me cry because it's dogs dying. But this yeah. made me cry because I felt like Marcel was a real person. And as ridiculous as that sounds like this is Pixar level shit, man. The way they like just characters and everything. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is maybe don't give Marcel shit like that. I mean, 2010 Pixar, Pixar. Yeah, Pixar wishes it could make something like this nowadays. Like, it just, it was such a, just, a delicious, was the only word I could wow. think of right there. Just a, a tasty delicious. fucking snack. Yeah. I'm realizing that I'm being a hypocrite while you're going through this. <laughs> Why? I, I gave it way too, I, I say, oh, you limit, I only gave it, I bumped it to an 18. <laughs> okay. Um, There isn't an Oscar winning performance, but everything is organic. This is just a wonderful, wonderful snack of a performance through and through <laughs> from Jenny Slate. Um, oh, man. Who, who even plays? Is it anybody? Anybody who plays Connie? Isabella yeah, Rossellini. No, it's just a fucking computer, but like a, Tyler. But like a person. Like, is she well, no in? No shit, it's a person. Is she in? Like a famous person. Oh. Okay. Dickbag. <laughs> Fuck. Nathan Fielder's in this, by the he way. He is. I don't know. Did we say that on the pod or in between? <laughs> it was in between. It's Nathan Fielder for all of two lines. Loved every second of it. Oh, I Riley explained why he was in this. I think he has some sort of connection with Jenny Slate. Maybe. I don't remember though. Uh Isabella Rosalini is not yeah. a Connie, by the way. I don't know if you said that. No, I'm I'm just looking. I don't know her from anything. I I've never seen this one. She's um in Yeah, I don't know any of these films. Incredibles two. She yeah. played Ambassador Henrietta Selick. Great performance by her. Um voice acting. Joy, that's another oh no, it's not. Um I'm just going through this here. Yeah, I haven't heard of any of other films. She's in Incredibles 2 and this. Wyatt Earp, part of that film. But everything else is live action. Go do animated. You have a wonderful voice acting skill. Yeah, Go she's, do that. She's kind of old now, though. Making her fucking career. What is it? Resurgence. <laughs> I don't think it's a resurgence when you were never surging to begin with. <laughs> Make it a late, late career. Just surgeons. A late peak? Yeah. You'd be a wonderful voice actress. It's Italian actress. Yeah. I I don't know. This don't could know. be a, a career propelling performance yeah. for Miss Isabella Fiorella Elatrella. You you oh you are making No, this up. is no, this is her whole name, sorry. It's Isabella <laughs> Fiorella Elatra Giovanna Rosalini. You're shitting me. No. Dude, they're Italians. Isabella Fiorella, Charlie Giovanna Rosalini. I can say that because I thought I was Italian for half my life. That makes it worse, I think. No, I think that's more <laughs> offensive if you think you're something and you're not. I told people my last name was Caliente. <laughs> that's 
That's oh, shit. Good. She was married to Martin Scorsese. No way. For four years, yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe she'll be in a Marvel movie next just to spite David him. Lynch. That's also like a very well-known. Gary Oldman. She's just, she's been with a lot of famous people. Good like for her, Big man. movie makers. And I think that's what fucked her up. She's been with these people trying to do live action. She needs to be with the top top dogs they animated. Yeah, I agree. She needs to be with Matt Parker and Trey Stone. <laughs> that's how you fucking make it. Oh, man. Um, enjoyment, Ty. I tiered between two scores here. And as much as I wanted to give it the full send, 20 out of 20, I gave it a 19. I settled at a 19. And it's really like a 19 and a half. It's right there. It's so close. It's as close as you can get. But I looked back on my old scores. I gave everything everywhere all at once a 19. And I think I have to stay firm here and give it a 19 as well. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say I gave everything all everywhere all at once a 17. I liked this significantly more. Okay. Um, you're at a 19 and a half. I would argue I'm also at a 19 and a half. Mm-hmm. So out of the, out of just the abundance of fair, <laughs> I'm landing with the full send 20, a full fucking send 20. And this ain't an old Tyler 20. No, this, this is a, this would have got a 40 on the old Tyler system. Y- yeah. This would have fucking broken the scale. It would have finished with 120 points <laughs> out of a hundred, just purely off enjoyment. <laughs> Again, this is just the most wholesome film. I, it's a feel good movie, man. You've, you can't help but not feel good after watching this. I don't even, just cause I'm crying and I feel drained also. <laughs> That's why it's like, it's feel but, good, but it's also like emotional. And like, this is what movies should be. Yeah. Is you want to watch things and feel something while watching a film, and this does that. Yeah, and a bunch of people just like Marvel Slop instead. Yeah, those fucking idiots. This kind of movie, you like, <laughs> don't you view life differently after? Yeah, it's wonderful. It just it gives you a perspective on it, kind of thing. Like, these movies are few and far between, but like, yeah, you you get a new perspective, and you're like, fuck, you know, like I, I want to be more like Marcel. Seriously, like this is like a, a film that could change your character. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of other movies we've watched recently where, like, honestly, I go back to Mitchell's versus Machines, which I know you're not as high on as I am. But, like, I love that film, and I feel the same way about that film as I do this one, where I would probably bump that score up. I'm at an 88. I'd probably bump it up higher after rewatching it again. Maybe not 93, which is what I finished out on this one. Spoiler. But, like, I'd put it 90-plus, man. It's just those movies that make you feel. They make you appreciate things. You know, your last one was probably Top Gun Maverick, but mm. <laughs> I thought about joining the military for like half a second. Um, well, Putin's mobilizing his entire country, so you might get a chance. They might need me. You're short. You could fit in a fighter jet. I would fit great in a fighter jet. <laughs> <laughs> I would fit so well. Ty, for your birthday, can I like buy you like fighter jet? Can you do that? Can you pay just to do a ride along in a fighter jet? I'm sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, Jay, is like. I'm, like, all talk. I think it would be fucking miserable to be inside of that with, like, G's and getting thrown around and everything. Like, it does not look fun remotely, but it looks so fucking cool. I think that's why I appreciate it so much because I know I would I would hate it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Flyfighterjet.com. Take a ride in a real combat aircraft. Um, I think, like, I maybe I could get a pilot license one day and just, like, cruise. 
but like just yanking, fucking getting thrown around and feeling like ten times the force of gravity on your chest does not sound fun. How about this? We'll start you off on a simulator. Don't they have simulators? Not for like for for G's? Well, just I don't know. Fire. They have flight simulators for sure, but you don't get like the force of gravity. It's just like you know, flighter jet, flighter fighter jet simulator in Anaheim. Fox One. It's thirty minutes. It's fifty nine dollars. Oh, sorry. Thirty minute class. Thirty minute flight. Uh, minimum height's four ten, so you're good. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> let's be real here. If Tom Cruise is doing it, I'm gonna be fucking giant. I'm trying to see what. I don't know if they're listening. When you type in Tom Cruise, the second th- Tom Cruise space, the second thing is Tom Cruise height. It's not that they're listening. Everyone's looking up Tom Cruise's height. This website says nobody provides the experience we do. Flight suits, mission briefings, and lots of shooting and blowing stuff up, especially your frenemies. Keep calm and lock on. <laughs> going into the dogfight? <laughs> I think I think so. I'm going to buy the fucking most bitchin' ass pair of aviators for this. Why did the pandemic have to happen, Ty? Because if it didn't, I mean, a lot of worse things wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But then Top Gun Maverick would have came out on time, and for your bachelor party, we could have done this. It would have been sick. <laughs> we could have fought each other in a fight. Now, I will later. say, I would prefer to do this sometime when it's a little bit chillier, so I can wear, like, the full jacket. <laughs> um, Victoria's going to hate it, but I'd shave my beard off for a mustache. <laughs> you get little certificates. You wear a suit. They give you a suit you wear. You get a full flight suit. You're like in a little pod. I'm just looking at photos. I don't know how much it like. Obviously, you don't get G-Force, but you're in like a pod. So and you're, you got like a screen in front of you or whatever. We got to set this up. <laughs> Take the girls as a date night. Yeah. Miko would probably enjoy this. We should see if they want to come too. He, I don't see a max height, but. I was going to say, is he too tall? <laughs> he could not fit in a flatter jet. No fucking chance. That would actually be a really fun date night. We got we to gotta do this. Um, what is your final score, Ty? <laughs> My final score, Jay. I finished with a 93 out of 100. We agree, man. 93 for me as well. Very, 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 very high score on our scale. I told you last week, might be movie of the year, one of my highest scores ever. And be honest, did you like, were you skeptical? Were you like, is Jay hyping? Because I was scared of that. Because like, when someone tells you a movie's really good, then you're like, is it really that good? Are they hyping it up? Like, what were you... Well, going into it, did you think it'd be this good, or do you think I was fairly open mind going into it? Didn't let okay. your opinion weigh on me one bit. I wanted to go in and have my own reaction. Apparently, it was identical to yours. <laughs> yeah, it was. This movie finishes as the third ranked movie out of a hundred and forty nine films on our list, tied tied thir- for third. Yes, with Django. To Django, yep. One point below Wolf of Wall Street. Three points below Infinity War. It's crazy. I mean, Infinity War is a 96. I mean, it's so hard. I, I gave it a 97. It's so hard to beat. <laughs> Would you take that back? Not at all. Not Good. for a second. So we said, you know, Pixar. We, I said something about Pixar. You said Pixar can never make something like this. Our highest Pixar is Wally at a 92. So yeah. we are literally saying Marcel the Shell with shoes on is better than any movie Pixar has ever made. Ty, yes. are you willing to stand by that? Yeah, for sure. Now, we've never done Coco, though. Mm. Coco get a 93? It's it's better than any Pixar movie we have done the scale for. You think Coco might get a 93? I I love Coco. Um it's going to be up there. It's got yeah. it's got the visuals, it's got the character work, it's got the key elements, it's got a good story. Yeah. Kind of has it all. Yeah. If there's a contender, I think that's that's probably it. Now, um I will say 
I gave this for my quote unquote movie of the year thing. I just do for myself, um, which I need to split my sheet up, but I'll, I'll, I can do that on my own time. Um, it, this tied with everything everywhere all at once from my personal score. It's lower cause you gave that a 90. So everything everywhere all at once is a 91 and a half. But for me, these two movies are tied gun to my head. I don't know what I would pick. Cause I feel like Marcel, no, we got to wait. We got to wait at least a month to ask you this upon reflection. Okay. There's too much recency bias here for you to make an actual decision. You don't want my, like, I'll say it now and then No, month. please do, but I want to ask you again in a month. You'll forget. I won't. You fucking forget everything. I never do. How, many, how long were your golf clubs in my trunk? S- months. <laughs> um, I feel like Marcel made me feel better, Like, but everything everywhere all at once made me feel great still. Both made me laugh, but like, like you said, Marcel was more wholesome, and I feel like it's for more people. It's easier to enjoy. But I still think the filmmaking and thematic elements and everything and, like, the ambition of everything everywhere all at once is what I loved about that film. Yeah. So it's hard. It's, it's like, it's hard, and I don't want to pick between my children. I appreciate the ambition and everything of that. I mean, I still – I gave that a 90. Like, I'm, I'm lower on it than you, but not by much. Um, yeah. I think the ambition of that is wonderful, and I think what they did was incredible. I also think creating su- – this is such a achievement – and filmmaking to create such a small scale movie with such heavy emotions and everything yeah. that works so well. Yeah. It's a it's a fucking battle between these two right now for me. For for movies of the year. I mean, my score's there, but like Oscar winning type shit. Yeah. Now, you, we talk a lot about um your fucking movie Top Gun Maverick. You only gave it an 88. So yeah. is, are are you overrating it in hindsight? Uh, or no. did you underrate it back then? Well, I gave it I You gave it an 88. I did underrate it back then, but I gave it a 19 out of 20 on enjoyment. That's easily a 20. I mean, I'll, I'll do it right now. Uh, you're you're retroactively bumping your score? Yeah. Doing it right now as we, as we speak. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll change it. Now you gave it an 89. And um, now it's at an 86, tied with The Lion King and Onward and Ray and the Last Dragon for yeah. our consensus score. Again, that's I, I know what that movie is, and it's what I want. <laughs> it's a 20. I love it. That's so much fucking fun. Uh, I mean, you've watched it like four times, so. I might fuck around and watch again this weekend. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, what do we got, Ty? Next week, we're reviewing the absolute disappointment of a film. Don't worry, darling. Hey, I'm going to go in with an open mind and not uh, let the Rotten Tomato scores. I try to avoid Rotten Tomato scores for this reason, but this one was pretty unavoidable. Yeah, I mean, there was press everywhere. Um, Bunch of beef. A lot of beef. Um, um, currently sitting at 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just a terrible... And that's from like the people who like get to go early and usually are a little kinder. Want to hear something even sadder? What's up? This movie. Where do I see this on the actual website itself? This movie, according to Google, has a 1 out of 10 on oh, IMDb. Oh, wow. A 1 that is... out of 10. How does Knives Out, the new Knives Out, already have scores? Released at TIFF. Or oh. whatever. Well, that's Film got an eight point three, so that's promising. That is very promising. A one out of ten on IMDb. I, yeah, I can't see like the 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 scores or whatever. Metascore got a forty eight. We just see Metascore. That's very I low. Forgot Metascore Are we? was a thing. Yeah, it's all right. They don't go through a scale though. They just throw a number out there. Um, look, Jay. Can I give you something here? Yeah. The movie Drop Dead Fred from nineteen ninety one on mm-hmm. IMDb. Mm-hmm. Look, I know I'm probably going to say some things about Harry Styles that gets me in trouble with my significant other, but if he sucks in this, he sucks in this. 
if he sucks in this, do we start a petition to get him removed from the MCU before he has any more screen time? Yeah. Okay. We can recast him. He's just generic looking white British dude. Like there's a there are a dime a dozen. We can find someone who Matt actually Smith? No, he's 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 British, right? He is, but he's not the Harry Styles kind of British. He's the <laughs> My dad is my brother, uncle, cousin kind of British. <laughs> from like the early oh, century. Shit. None of the like the reviews seem like it's horrible. It seems like most reviews just say it's kind of like meh. Like this one says, a movie that's not a disaster but not particularly distinguished. A movie that in the end will wind up being as forgettable as its own bizarre publicity. See, those are the worst kind of movies though, man. Because then you're just sitting there bored out of your fucking mind because it's not bad enough to laugh at but it's not good enough to enjoy anything. Maybe we'll like it. I hope so. I hope I come out of this There's and just... There's Florence Pugh in it. I want to be the one man on the side who says, this is a fucking masterpiece. All the, all the pieces are here for a great film, but by the time the credits roll, all you can see are the missed opportunities. At least at least this is another showcase of Florence Pugh's talents. Do you know what this is? What? We haven't talked about these kind of movies in a while since like Firestarter came out. This is a movie that gets remade like 25 years from now and everyone hypes it up. Because <laughs> this seems like the kind of premise type thing where it's like some weird, you know community and everything like someone remakes this film in 20 plus years and, and it it's gets worse it gets so much hype but by it. then everyone's like don't worry darlings actually like it's get a, it gets a cult following yeah there's people this is a cult following movie yeah. i haven't even seen it yet but it is no this is we're way ahead of the curve are 20 we years from cult? now 20 years from now when we're still podcasting we'll bring this back up <laughs> are we gonna start the cult we'll find out tune in next week to see if uh we start a cult <laughs> I just hope it's not scary. I don't like scary movies. Uh, last thing for you, Ty. Random Rotten Tomatoes review. This review is a Mr. Armin White review. Oh, God. Now, obviously, so he's reviewed so many movies, so I will also tell you this is a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. Ooh. Um, I'm in on it. Have I seen this movie? Probably. Okay. That feels like something that we reviewed, and you throw in that probably like, oh, I think you have, but it's probably like on uh, our scale. How many rock movies have we actually reviewed, though? Not that many. Not as many as you would think. It's not a bad point. Jumanji? We never reviewed Jumanji. No. One nor two. No fucking chance, bro. I just looked it up. What else has The Rock been in? We definitely did Red Notice. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm running through these right now. I'm not seeing a goddamn thing with The Rock in it. No. I'm telling you, we don't review many. I mean, Black Adam will join that list. It will. Jungle Cruise. We reviewed. We did, yeah. So. All right. Rip off the review. Let's hear it. All right. Movie name works on the simplest. This is a fresh review. I'll even tell you that because Armin White, you never know. Yeah, I mean, it does nothing for me. Movie name works on the simplest level. Bad guys die. Good guys win. Success. (laughs) That's it? Mr. Intricate Armin White always has to find some underlying message that liberal Hollywood is sending you. Wrote a review that says, movie name works on the simplest level. Bad guys die. Good guys win. Success. That's the entire, like, snippet. Yes. I could read more, but I don't want to give too much away. No. So there's read more on the the article. But, yes, that's the entire snippet on Rotten Tomatoes. There's two movies that come to mind here with the movie name works on the simplest level. I believe he was in a movie called Rampage. Yep. Um, Based on the arcade game? Something like that where 
there's Rampage. Mm-hmm. I believe he was also in a movie called Skyscraper, um, mm-hmm. which then takes place in a skyscraper, I have to imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> What's the other one? San Andreas? Yeah. Which takes place on the San Andreas Fault? Yeah. <laughs> Journey know. to the Center of the Earth 2? Fuck, he does Journey <laughs> to the Center of the Earth 2. It's not that one. I'll give you that hint. <laughs> I mean, shit, dude. There's Fast Five where there's five of them being fast. Yeah. Good guys do win. Bad guys do lose. <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck. Fuck, dude. <laughs> is this like older, older rock or is this kind of like pr- like middle? I'm not giving you too much hints. I'm going to keep asking. You can not answer any of them, but I'm not like, I have to ask it. I'm going to go. I fucking hate this. I feel like I had it right off the rip. We're going rampage. No, Ty, I'm sorry. This is the film. Fast and Furious seven. The one where Paul Walker dies. You're shitting me. Nope. You're being dead serious. I'm dead serious. I picked this movie because I knew you would be a little upset by it. Fast and furious. Or sorry. Furious seven. I don't even think there's seven of them in this film. I don't think that name title works for shit. I don't think it's... Is it based on the people... How many people are in it? No, it's based on the fucking... There is seven people on the poster. The Rock, the girl who died and came back, Paul Walker, who's dead in real life now, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's just... um, That one dude, Tyree. Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson. Uh, The rapper... Ludacris. And some girl in the end. I don't know which one that is. There's Gal Gadot. I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Dwayne Johnson may. Dwayne Johnson's definitely on their side. There's definitely eight people at least working on the good team. Eight? Why does the number matter? Because he said the name works. Huh? Read the review again. Movie name works. Yeah, there's there's not Furious no. Seven people. No, I just said movie name because he put Furious Seven works. Oh my gosh! I thought he literally said movie name works. <laughs> no. You didn't say insert movie name. I thought it quote unquote he typed out movie name works, which is why I was like, well, fuck, is it Rampage? Because there's Rampage. <laughs> I get your Fast Five comment now. Okay, no, yeah, it was just that was you fucked you fucked me there. <laughs> You fucked me so bad. <laughs> okay, for now, whenever I say movie name, that is not part of the. No, I need like I need like hand signals or something like insert movie name. Okay. Because I thought he said movie name works, and that's why I went to those simple ones. Yeah, we were not on the same page there no, whatsoever. We that's um, upsetting because I would have got that. Now, how many paragraphs do you think it took him to bring up Barack Obama? <laughs> Since you're saying it, one. Uh, two, first sentence. Uh, starting long before the election of Barack Obama, the Fast and Furious franchise played to American moviegoers' shared fascination with cars, crime, and bravado. Fuck yeah. Uh, and then he brings up the essence of the Supreme Court's 1954 ruling, Brown versus the Board of Education. <laughs> For Furious 7. Uh, yeah. That's... I'm surprised he likes it since there's so many like ethnicities and everything. There's a lot of ethnicities in there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm There's reading like, his review, and he just keeps bringing up other, like, films. I think he accidentally gave this a fresh. Is he talking shit about it throughout, or is he saying, like, how 
fun it is. I don't know. He's just like talking about different movies. That seems like him. He just brings up random bullshit. I mean, that's fucking Armin White. What do you expect? That's what he does. It's the only thing he does. You'll get it one time, Ty. Not this time. That's upsetting. I'm glad you did bring up uh, Fast and Furious. I was listening to a uh, another podcast, and they were talking about the Too Fast, Too Furious scene when Paul Walker, Walker Never says, seen it. Uh, he says the line, forget about it, cuh, and it's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> okay. I literally, I listened to that pulling into the driveway here this today. Yeah, I've never seen uh, Fast and the Furious 2. Yeah. Or Too Fast, Too Furious, sorry. Yeah, that's Too Fast, Too Furious. Sorry. Didn't Something happens, he says, forget about it, cuh. Like all serious, like intimidating. Fucking hilarious. I've seen Fast and the Furious 1, okay. and then 4 through whatever they're on now. Didn't see 2 or 3. You've seen 4, though? Yeah. That's when Vin Diesel comes back. Yeah. Saw that one. In th- that was the first one I saw. And then I went back and rewatched one. And okay. was told I don't need to see two or three. You don't. I had two, maybe. Two is where Tyrese is introduced. Well, I mean, by this point, I'm I'm entrenched. I already yeah. know everyone. And I'm so excited for Fast 10. Hope The Rock and Vin Diesel can figure it out. It's really disgusting. Get on the same page. Little bro Dwayne. <laughs> All this is happening, and there's no talk of John Cena even being in it. They're like, yeah. yeah. That's for the best. That's his... That is an absolute shit stain on his resume. <laughs> it really is. Uh, next week, like you said, don't worry, darling. We're starting a cult. Um, Marcel sell <laughs> with shoes on. Go see it. I might start a cult for that, too. I don't know. Go buy it. Um, that's all I got for you, Ty. Are we, when are we going to stop you doing what I do to end, exit the, the podcast? You did this last week, too. And then I just repeat the same thing you fucking say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, darling, next week. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.